What's up? Welcome to the ninth episode of the Times Up Outdoors podcast. In this episode, John and Nico discuss their public land whitetail hunt in Missouri. We talk about the Michigan youth hunt and my weekend in the woods with the kids. We discuss the big buck contest, some big news coming up for Times Up, and much more. We had a little bit of technical difficulties around the 30-minute mark, so we hope you can forgive us, and we hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. It'll be all right. People like our weird, out, abnormal podcast. Yeah, it just sounds like Like, shit. at least four of the people that listen to it. Yeah, it sounds like shit, but we're not recording any phone audio. Yeah, so. okay, that's perfect. It'll be fine then. As long yeah. as you can hear us, you're fine. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you, baby. So you guys are on your way home already, eh? No. We're roughly four hours out. Yes, we are on the way home. Oh, on the way. I thought you said almost home. Why, uh, why, 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 why didn't you guys hunt tonight? You know, sometimes you got to read the writing that's on the wall and realize that the severe chafing and the severity of the bug bites that are taking over your whole entire body are no longer worth the two-and-a-half-mile walk to your tree stand. <laughs> for the fact that you're probably not going to kill something. I'm not kidding, dude. My legs look like I was shot by a fucking shotgun. Oh, no. That's terrible. Dude, it's, I've never had bug bites like I do. I'm not sure they're all mosquitoes. My back itches like a mofo. You had to, we had to walk out there in shorts and no shirt just to not, like, be so sweaty that we couldn't stand to even smell myself, let alone the deer be able to smell us for four miles. Right. The problem with the problem with that is fucking scent control is out the window. And it's worthless. Like not even you could smell yourself. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It doesn't matter. You could shower right before you went out there. You I mean it's a two and a half mile walk or not two and a half, two mile walk to my spot. And one mile of it is in direct sunlight. Yep. Oh god. No wind. It's dude dude, just and it's 93 degrees. And you're carrying, you know, camera gear. We made our backpacks as light as we could make them, but you still got to carry all your shit. Yeah. I've been I've been looking at the weather just to see if it was going to cool off for you guys at all. Nope, it's not, it wasn't going to. We talked about, like, if there was a day where it was going to get cooler, even 10 degrees, get to 80s, it would have made it worth it. But, dude, you know, just, I saw one deer in six sets, and I'm like, this is fucking warm. John, you only saw one too, right? Yep, I saw one that one doe, and it came in, in the wind. I could feel it brush my ear, and go right into her nostril. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no asking it. If you wear scent lock, you're sweating through it. Yeah. You could go head to toe with shit, and you're, and unless you, I don't know, because then you got, if you do somehow stop sweating, then the mosquitoes are so bad, that you have to run a thermosel the whole time. Yeah, so your so, scent control. I mean, because I can smell a thermosel. Right. Yeah. The scent control is out the window. It doesn't. <laughs> we, the last night we walked out there, we like I said, we had no shirts, no underwear, just shorts and rubber boots on. And I got like 100 yards, not even 100 yards, 50 yards from my tree. Probably, yeah. And I took all the scent killer wipes. I wiped my whole body down. Then I walked to my, I put my pants on, walked to my spot without my shirt on still, re-wiped down, put my lightest scent lock shirt on I have which is like their light base layer bullshit long sleeve thing yeah yeah rolled the sleeves up on it and I was sweating through that within 10 minutes of sitting there again oh my god <laughs> you, you can't stop it's just too hot yeah there's yeah. no wind like I'm like this is horrible I wouldn't move either if I was the deer yeah yeah and they weren't moving at night either because allegedly somebody had put trail cameras out there 
<coughs> I don't know who did that. And they weren't getting pictures either. Who put trail cameras out? I don't know. Somebody so, was allegedly. Is it against the law to put trail cameras out there? Yes. Oh, so some guy you guys met in the bar? Yep. That's yep. cool. Yeah, he it's cool he told you about it. Yeah, he was telling us all about it. Yeah, he was, was like, cool. He was a nice guys, guy. You guys are hunting over that water? Yeah, I got a trail cam out there. What a guy. There's nothing. To, I, I know. know. It was sweet. Huh. We hunted. We walked uh, the second day because we both set up what we thought was going to be good. We started over food. And then we were like, well, this sucks. They got to be over water. It's too damn hot. John found it on Onyx, a couple, like, puddles that looked like watering holes. They ended up being that. And we walked that day alone. It was, like, 10 miles. Yeah. It, we hiked 10 miles. We looked it all up on Onyx to see where we that went. Was, that was 10 miles. That was just the first, just the morning. Plus, we had to come back and then go back yeah. out there. So that ended up putting us right around 12 miles. We scouted all 1,200 day. acres. What uh, Did you guys hunt together, or you guys were separate, weren't you? We were separate the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And, Nico, did you go back to the same spot? You were there. You went last November. Last year. Yeah, I started you... in the same spot. It looked great. It's covered in sign. Everywhere we went, I mean, everywhere we sat, was there was sign there. So last November, you saw a lot of deer in that exact same spot. I wouldn't say I saw a lot of deer. I didn't see I don't think I ever saw more than, like, eight deer in a hunt. Um, I don't think the numbers are that high in that area, but I saw a lot of bucks and right, big bucks. Right, right, right. And then this year you so, just uh, never saw you, you set up yeah. the first couple of times right in the same spot, you said? Yep, my first two sits were in the same spot. Um, the, the layout of the land is a little bit differently. Um, what they did to the crops and the CRP and stuff there is different than last year. Oh, but yeah, because in Missouri, really they, they, like, manage their state property, don't they? That, dude, yes. that, 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 was, that was the weirdest thing for me going into that. It was, like, we, we know we're on state land. It's all managed by the state. The weirdest thing that it was there was standing corn and beans and all managed sunflowers and all kinds of shit. Looks like somebody planted. I'm like, what the hell? But no, it's just managed property. People yeah, they, just plant it. They do it right. They try to take care of their herds out there. Since taxpayers pay the money, they should do that. Right. Yeah. That's but, Michigan DNR. Take note. Yeah, like they go out there, they mow paths and shit. And the the two watering holes that we were hunting. Was were, they were they were the only potable, accessible potable water source on that property. Yep. And so, those were most definitely man-made. Right. Like they had a machine back there years and years ago. I'm sure the dig those out. Dig those out. I could have shot a limit of raccoons. What about dove hunting? You guys never went and tried to kill any doves? Oh, we tried. We drove for hours trying to find doves. Really? We drove to Iowa. We drove. Yeah. Almost to central Missouri and north central missouri it was not a dove to be found i think we counted six doves <laughs> holy shit you guys uh, sound like shitty hunters it, yeah dude we right. suck it sucks i guess i think i'm gonna go back in november i really do i'm planning on it first week in november i'm gonna go back and i have to go with you because i don't like being beat i don't like it there there's big deer there man there's a lot of sign we found found a lot of sign of you know like i what was finding fresh rubs like shit, they had not, you know, just started rubbing. I walked past the spot, and then the next day I came back, and there was a rub there. So there's bucks in there, but yeah, it's just uh, That's, uh, not much you can so do. Hum- it sounds degrees. like a real humbling, humbling uh, hunting trip there. That's- yeah, we, we talked about that last night over the fire. It was uh, it kind of brings you back down to earth because I went into this. I'm a pretty confident whitetail hunter, probably more confident than I should be. Right. And uh, I like to think if you put me on any piece of land that has deer on it, I can find them. 
and I didn't. So it does. It brings you back down to earth, makes you kind of reevaluate yourself a little bit and realize that Mother Nature can whoop your ass whenever she wants to. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. That, so you guys camped out every night, or did you get a hotel at all? No, we camped out. Yep. That's pretty cool. That's that's cool, Rocked though. It. I mean, despite the fact that you guys got your ass kicked, it sounds like, I mean, a cool thing to do, trip, trip to, that, to go on. That's what we were talking about last night, too. It was... Like super humbling. It would have been awesome to get a deer, but it was just—it was a good time. It was. Did you guys sleep yeah, in we, the same tent? Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's hot. hot. That's super hot. Not super hot. To I would expect nothing less. Same same cot too, probably right. Well, we would have shared a sleeping bag, but it was too damn hot, and I had to lay on top of the sleeping bag. I was bag, gonna yeah. say you probably slept naked, didn't you? Pretty close. Damn near. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have spiders so the, in my ball. The mosquitoes were pretty bad too. Dude, really bad. So really, really I can't. Bad. I really think bad. that's the last time you're going to Missouri in September, eh? No doubt. I'll, I'll never hunt. I don't see me hunting whitetails when it's this hot ever again. No, period. Anywhere. For anywhere. any reason, well, I don't care. I, I mean, the youth. I will go back in September if it's 75. If you know, if it's not 90, I'll go back. Yeah. It was originally when I made the trip. It was like usually in this time of the year, it's about 75ish. Yeah. I'm like, I can do that. But no, we got hit with a giant heat wave and it sucked. Yeah. Not to mention, we started off the trip super fucking pumped, obviously. And I'm like, dude, I've never been out of state to go hunt anything. So it was my first trip. And then the day before we leave, one of my buddies texts me, who was uncle, farms in Missouri. Yeah, about the EHD. Yeah, and he said that, he's like, oh, I heard you guys are going to EHD, uh, uh, Missouri. Yep. Well, my uh, my uncle lives in farms down there. He called 300 deer dead on his property this year because of EHD. I was like, oh, that's no problem. I mean, normally they just affect one county, and I don't know where he's at. He's like, yeah, he's uh, right in Clark County. I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, right. That's that sucks. That's right where we're that's going. That's dis- so, that's discouraging. Yeah, but either way, we still we hunted every inch of that property as hard as we probably could and you hike two miles in and out one way it's uh you're putting some work in for sure (laughs) that's a long it took an hour to get to your spot every morning and night yeah that's an hour long walk well i could wake up and be set up on my tree stand in the same amount of time yeah and driving all the way to brooklyn (laughs) what were you guys to my property guys uh what were you guys using as far as stands climbers so we brought we brought two hang-ons and two sets of sticks and then two climbers okay with us we never even put the hang-ons up which we brought those just in case we found another spot that we wanted to kind of do like a morning and then an afternoon sit yeah but dude you you weren't doing that the terrain there is so unforgiving in order to the my first day we just kind of i wanted to just glass it and kind of get the layout of the land because obviously i haven't been there and so i went through what I thought was going to be a fairly easy place to get to in between these two crop lines or a little bit of island of trees. Then I'm like, well, it's a pinch point. They're going to be moving through these trees, going to the crops, getting some food. Well, in order to get to that island of trees, it looked like it was four foot CRP or three foot CRP, but no, it's because it was down another four feet. So this stuff is eight feet tall as I'm just trudging through it, trying to get to this Leah trees. And I don't, it, that was only a half mile walk and it took me 45 minutes to get there. <laughs> so that was the first day. So then we just decided to go to the other end of the property. 
which was a two mile straight walk, but it was easier, but it was two and a half miles. Right. So there was just no easy way to hunt that that chunk. Yeah. That's probably why the deer get big out there. I mean, the amount of big bucks I saw and the amount of how big a property is, it, it almost doesn't add up, but I don't think a lot of people are um, willing to make that hike and get your ass kicked that far. Definitely I mean, it's, not. There's Definitely not no September. easy way to get there. Yeah. Nope. Well, we did not see a single hunter in September. <laughs> Man, I thought for sure you guys were going to at least get one. I was very, very confident going into it, but, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, hey, it is what it is. I pretty much lost all faith in you. I mean, I was, I used to think you were something special. <laughs> I know. I, I really wish I was sitting on the couch right next to you talking to shit about the same thing. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Over here, I've got bug bites on places that are supposed to be private. What? Yeah, dude, you just try, try to poop in the woods while being carried away by mosquitoes. Was there a lot of ticks? No ticks. We didn't see a single tick. Unless they're embedded in my asshole, I have not seen them. Yeah. I think. You just have John I think the, the. I think the only reason there's no ticks is because for every one ticks, tick, there are three spiders that are the size of my fist. Dude, there are some giant spiders out there. Really? So, we got a video of a couple of them. One of the other. Okay, so what was it? Second night. So that yeah. we do the morning sit, the afternoon. Yeah, I know we did the afternoon sit and then the morning sit. And then that second day when we were going back there for the evening, we're like, hell, we're going to go to the south end to there's another place where you can park and go in at. Yeah. It was a half mile. It was a half mile closer to where we were, but it was still, you know, two miles away. And there's a trail that goes right through it, right through the woods. I mean, it's like canopied. It looks like the shining. And you just walk straight down it. But it was pretty high. The trail hasn't been groomed, so it was still pretty tall, which wasn't bad on the way in. But while you were sitting for the three, four hours that you were sitting, and then go to come out, the spiders at night decide to build these giant webs across the whole thing. <laughs> and so, dude, it's honestly like you would need a, a blowtorch to get through that without getting a face full of orb weavers. Oh, oh, we, we'd have we had our headlamps on just so we could avoid walking face first into a <laughs> chest-sized spider web, and they're like. They're not little spindly webs either. These are big ass spiders. Yeah, they like, make thick, big ass like webs. Dense man. webs, webs that'll like pull you. Yeah. Like if you ran you into them. You feel it tugging on you. <laughs> Predators. We're like crawling under webs and going around them and shit. Yeah. It was terrifying. <laughs> now you guys were going out every morning and every evening, right? You guys. Yep. Yep. You guys, you went. So you went out in the dark in the morning. Yeah. I didn't know. Yep. I didn't oh, know yeah. if you guys were like only hunting evenings or or what. Uh, I think we, I was originally thinking about doing that just because, you know, you don't want to bump them off of food and stuff, but you can sneak out there really easy because it's all CRP and it's all eight foot tall. Yeah. So as long as you can move quiet and the bugs, I don't know what they are, if they're cicadas or what they are, they are so loud, like deafening loud that you could jog out to your stand. No shit. Yeah, so, the, the sound isn't a, an issue. It's just a scent because you, by the time you get out there, you smell like a, a fucking locker room. Yeah. And, what uh? So you guys were wearing? What were you wearing? Is scent lock lightweight shit? The lightest scent lock yeah, that the, you can buy. The Savannah stuff. How how'd you how'd that Savannah uh, suit fare for you, Nico? Because I wore that this weekend too. Uh, John wore the Savannah suit. I wore the base layer shirt. Okay. The lightest one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, had the, I had the Savannah pants and and coat on, which was too much. Yeah, I had the Savannah pants. I, I mean, no, well, it's as light as it gets. That's the yeah, lightest it's, it's thing, too and much. it's too much. Yeah, I you couldn't I wear was it out there. The Savannah pants, Savannah rain pants, and then my lightweight 
base layer on top this weekend because it was it was kind of I don't want to say it was hot here because you guys were in the devil's asshole, but <laughs> we you know it was warm up here, so I didn't wear my. How hair. hot was it up there? What's that? How hot was it in Michigan? Uh, Sunday it was like 78, I think, uh, over on the west side. Uh, Sunday morning it rained a little bit, so it was a little bit cooler. Saturday evening it was a little bit cooler, but I mean it was like it was in the 70s. That's still pretty warm. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. nice though. I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I, it rained on me and Austin a little bit uh, Sunday morning, but um, I just threw that jacket on. Um, when it yeah. started to rain, it, it like downpoured for a minute and then it stopped. Um, That's good weather for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we we hunted in cover a cover blind with the girls, and then uh, um, I hunted. Austin sat in a tree and. Well, we, we, we switched it up a little bit. We switched it up. You guys want to talk about my, my weekend since you guys couldn't Yeah, could, I suck. Let's go. I want to get, hear about something, something dying. <laughs> yeah, dying stories sound way cooler. What's that? Dying stories sound way cooler than us suffering. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, while you guys were out there suffering and not killing deer, I was just fucking laying them down. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. Who's the better hunter here? <laughs> <laughs> well, not the kids you. apparently. Yeah, exactly. It's you didn't Eddie shoot Austin shit. And Aubrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so yeah, it was a good weekend. I uh, got the girls out of school early. Went up Friday. Um, sat in traffic. It took me a two-hour drive. It took me four and a half hours to get there. And this is out on the west side, not on your, not in. Yeah, no, I took them to my right? dad's just because. Um, oh. For sure. Well, let's be honest. I didn't want to take them to yeah. my lease and let them shoot. Uh, yeah, no, you don't, no, exactly. Don't bang them out. Yeah, you got to earn a buck like that. You don't get to Yeah, shoot there's too many them. big, big bucks walking around that lease. But uh, aside from that, the, the real reason I, I take them to my dad's is just because it's, it's, you know, it's grandpa's house. It's where I grew up hunting. Um, you know, we, we do breakfast and hang out and your family. And it's that whole yeah. experience to me is better than... Um, Going to the lease is kind of just about me, you know. With yeah, no doubt. with well, the then, kids, it's like I, I even during the season I struggle, yeah. I fight with myself about hunting the lease because I know that's where I got a lot of a high chance of getting a big buck. But I want to go out to my dad's because you know the, it's the family aspect. My dad's there, you know. I have friends out there that I grew up hunting with, so kind of always that small town kind of feeling. I don't know anybody in Marshall, so I kind of like lose out on that, but. But yeah, so that's the reason why I took them there, and uh, and we got a nice covered blind that the girls like sitting in, and you know all that. So yeah. took them out saw Friday, got there Friday night late, set up our camper, had dinner, and then uh, yeah. So then uh, oh, I had to pick up Austin too from he got he he got I got I got all the kids out of school early because Austin's football practice got canceled. I forgot about that. Anyways, we got, we went out Saturday morning. I went out with the two girls, and Austin went out with my grandpa, or with my grandpa, with my dad. They went and sat on the other side of the woods where I always hunted as a kid, and then I sat in my, um, what used to be my stepmom's blind, and with the girls, which is like an old, old tin blind that makes all kinds of noise when you move around. There's carpet on the floor, mm. but... I mean, if you bump the wall, it's like, doom, doom, like it just echoes. Um, the windows, <laughs> the windows don't really want to open as good as they used to, you know, but whatever. It's, it's a, it's, we used to bait in that spot, 
there's there's a feeder that's down there, but it's we took the feeder down just because there's no baiting this year. But it's still a main like there's a couple trails, a couple deer runs that have been there since I was a kid, and the deer travel right through there no matter what because the guy to the east of us has quite a quite a food plot over there. So we usually have good luck there no matter what. But we sat soon as day soon as it started getting light, man, we had deer all around us. I mean literally all around us. And not far from us. They were all like real close, tight tight to us. So I'm stuffed in this blind with two girls. And I got that snake that uh phone scope thing for Aubrey and I can't get it to work. It will not it won't I can't see anything through the scope on it. So I'm looking at I'm looking through the scope and you know you can see it's bright enough to shoot and it's legal shooting hour so I'm like can you I go I asked her I said where do you shoot the, the deer on the body and she said follow the leg and go right behind it I said okay you got it she goes okay so I put the gun out of the window and there was a deer probably 20 yards from us broadside and uh, she pulls the trigger and it just kind of jumped a little bit and then stood there and all the deer that were around us didn't go anywhere either. They all hung out. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? So the deer, the deer walks to our blind and then stands 10 feet from it to the left of us, but we couldn't get the gun out that window because the window wouldn't open all the way. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, all right, we just got to wait and see. Maybe one of them will come back out in front of us. Well, they all leave, and then we sat for about another hour, and Aubrey said she wanted to go in. I said... Are you sure? And she said, well, let's sit out another another half hour. I said, all right, cool. So like 10 minutes later, a doe and two fawns comes walking in <laughs> right in front of the blind. Uh, it was about 9.15. And uh, now now I got the phone scope back on, and it's working now, so I can see where she's aiming. And she put, yeah. she put, the, she put the crosshairs right on, that, right on that deer's shoulder, and I, I was filming it, but I was paying more attention to her... Um, to where she was shooting right um so i got i got it on camera but it's not that it's it, it's 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 i gotta look at it on the computer i haven't even looked at it yet other than on the phone or on the computer or uh, camera itself but she hit it it jumped took off running and it dropped about 40 yards away and they both saw it go down so they were like oh addy was like you know she saw it go down out the side window and you know she was like you did it you did it it was super cool aubrey was freaking pumped up like they couldn't wait to get out of the blind and go see it. Like I, you know, we I had to argue with them about not getting out of the blind right away. You know, two girls and a two girls want to just argue about everything. All right. So, so we finally we waited about a half hour and went and found it. So that was cool. Meanwhile, Austin's on the other side of the woods, passing a, a four point that was still in velvet, which is cool. I wouldn't have minded if he shot it, but he didn't want to, so. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was proud of him. You know, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so she got that. We took it, took it back to the uh, to the house and skinned it up, quartered it up right away, and then I went out with Austin that evening. I sat in my saddle uh, in a tree oh, about yeah, ten feet from him and filmed him, and then we had that four same four, four point came through, and he passed it again, and then uh, that was it. The next morning we went out. We same, sat in the same spot. Didn't see a deer. And then the afternoon, I, I was like, you know what, I got I got a plan. We, we see a lot of deer on the, 
the west field west of our property and we got permission to, sh to shoot them on that field. We don't own it, but we have permission to kill deer on there. And nobody else was hunting it. The guys on the other side of the field uh, weren't out there for the youth hunt. So I decided we're gonna set up a ground blind on the field edge. And I had it in my head the whole time that if we don't get the deer coming in close enough to us, we're gonna try to stalk one. But I didn't know if we were gonna have to. So I told Austin, I said, I'm taking a shower, go in the barn, get the get one of the pop-up doghouse blinds and two chairs. And he said, what are we gonna do? What are we doing? I said, we're gonna fucking kill a deer tonight. He said, okay. <laughs> so he went out, got the stuff ready. and we, we hiked out there and set up the little ground blind. No deer anywhere near us for like two or three hours. And finally they start popping out way on the other side of the field. And now it's a pretty hilly field. So he's ranging them and he's like, they're like 600 yards away. So we're watching him, watching him, watching him, and I'm like, all right. I said, can you army crawl? He goes, yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go get one. He's like, really? I'm like, yep, come on. So we got, we climbed out of the blind. He had his gun out of the camera and left everything back, and we took the next, probably, it took us probably 45 minutes to get, to get across this field, because we, we had to army crawl on the tops of the hills, and then we could kind of duck walk when we were down in the valleys. And then we got into one valley and there was another deer that we didn't see real close to us grazing. So we had to wait for that deer to get out of sight from us and then we'd keep going and we'd get to the top of the hill and these deer would still be there and we'd go down in the next valley and go up the next hill and crawl up and look and they'd be there. And at one point something spooked them and they all started running. So I'm like, damn, we just we just wasted all this time. And they're gone now. Well, they stopped. And I told them, I'm like, they stopped on the other side of the hill that we were coming up to. So we, we made a quick plan. It was cool. Austin, Austin even, he like contributed to it too. He was like, I think if we go this way, you know, he, he had his hand in the plan too. It wasn't nice. just me telling him what to do, which was pretty cool to see. And then, uh, so we popped out on the top of this hill and they were right there where, they, where we thought they'd be. And uh, we were laying on the ground, and I was kind of on my knees behind these little bushes. They didn't plant the field this year, so it's all weeds. Yeah. So they're out there probably 40 yards, 50 yards from us. And uh, I said, you pick the biggest one. He's like 10, 15 feet away from me. I said, pick the biggest one and, and take her. And so he's like, all right, I got one. It's in the, the one in the middle. It's the one in the middle. I'm like, all right. I'm like, and then it turned, and it was, it was facing us. So he's waiting for it, waiting for it. And then it turns broadside. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Shoot her. And you can hear me, and you can hear him whispering something, but you can't really hear what he's saying. And he's like, he, but I could hear him. He was like, I can't see it. I can't see it. So he starts crawling forward, and these fawns start playing with each other, and they're running right at us, like directly yeah. at us. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this deer are running at us. You need to kill this deer right now, or we're going to get busted. So I'm waiting, 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 finally, boom. When he shot, it scared me a little bit. I jumped, but I, I got the deer, I got the kill shot in the camera. She took off running, blood squirting out everywhere, and she ran probably at 75 yards. He put a nice heart shot on that thing. Nice. Yeah, he did, it was a good shot. It was a little bit, little bit back, but uh, it was, the deer was quartering away, so it was almost perfect, because it went in and came out like right behind the front shoulder on the other side. Was that, perfect. what was it when he got it out? Was it heart? Lungs. Lungs or yep. double lungs? Didn't even touch the heart, eh? Didn't touch the heart. Perfect. Yeah, so... Uh, Ciao. Yeah, man. So we 
we waited. We sat there and we laid there on the ground. He couldn't. He's like, I can't hear you. I'm like, dude, awesome. That was an awesome shot. He's like, I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> he's like, I forgot how loud that gun is. <laughs> so, so that's two. So yeah. So we went and found it. I had a, it went into like this little island. It's like in a valley, and it's like you know some pretty mature trees, and then uh, part of it's a bunch of trees, and then the rest of it's all like tall cattails and like like olive. What's that olive? Uh, what's that called? Whatever those those little trees, those little canopy trees. So uh, I went into it, and I had him circle around in case it got up and ran. Cause now he had school the next morning, so now I'm like. We gotta get this thing out. All right, so we're back. We uh, we just recorded uh, an entire hour and only a half hour of it played. So a brief break there, and uh, now we have to redo the last half of it because we only got 30 minutes of it. For some reason, my camera stopped recording at. Um, the 30 minute mark and didn't switch over to the other card. So what were we talking about? We were talking about Austin's deer the, at, when it... You were talking about Austin. You were just pulling it out of the island. Yeah, so um, long story short, <laughs> we uh, by the time we were done done pulling it out of there, it was, I mean, it was like 80 degrees out and took it to my dad's garage and my dad took it to the processor because it was too hot to hang it. and. We went home because the kid had school in the morning. And seems like he always shoots a deer uh, on a night where he's got school the next day, and we shoot at the last minute, and we gotta like rush our asses home. And but uh, that was successful with him. At least you made him get in there and gut this thing. Oh right? yeah, I or did. He did. He did, he did a really it. good job. He gutted it himself. He got his hands in there, and um, I was surprised because like like we were saying. Uh, the two two three weeks ago we were fishing and he wouldn't touch the carp. <laughs> yeah, well it was it was a pain in the ass to try to get him to pick that thing up. <laughs> Just figuring it out. <laughs> but now he's in there gutting deer, which is awesome. He's also judging judging deer. Yeah, uh, using his knowledge pa to figure out deer and um, yeah, turning into an outdoorsman. What's that? So that was your that was your second kill of the youth hunt. Now let's hear about the more important uh, Then we third have kill. Addison, our nine-year-old. She's, uh, so last year she shot her first deer. It was a spike um, with me. And this year um, she went out in the evening on Saturday with my, my dad while I sat with Austin. And it got pretty, got clo real close to dark and a doe and two fawns came in. And my dad told her to, to pick the big one and, and shoot her. And, she had her in her scope, and my dad was like, you know, is it the big one? And she kept saying, yeah, it's huge, it's huge. So he, she shot, and when she shot, the fun went down, and um, she spined it. So my dad had to go down and finish it off because it just laid there and wasn't dead. Um, but it has spots. So <laughs> so we, uh, we uh, I went up to the house and met them, and we went out there, and she didn't really get it. At first, she was kind of like real excited about killing a deer, and I didn't want to bring her down off that because I w didn't want her to think I was mad at her. But uh, I kind of, you know, I had when we got out there, I had to have a talk with her and told her, you know, this this will be the last time you shoot a, a deer with the spots, hopefully, and talked to her about how we don't do that and 
she uh, she kind of figured it out at that point that it wasn't okay. And um, but I mean, we we explained it to her that she, you know, Austin shot a button buck last year, and my brother shot one a couple years ago, and you know it happens to a lot of people. And the only difference between Austin's deer and hers was that it was a buck, and hers was a doe, and it was his was a month older. So a yearling is a right. yearling. We explained it, just, it to her. Just and, shed its spots yeah, off. so she didn't feel like she was on an island all by herself. <laughs> yeah, no, I've shot button bucks and yep. had a, a grown 50-year-old man shoot a button buck with me in camp a couple years right. ago. So I've shot button bucks That's, and I've yeah. shot my first deer was a was a tiny little fawn I shot in the back of the head with a 410. Right, right, right. <laughs> when I was like six or seven. Right. So yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It, it it is what it is, and that's one of the the benefits about the youth hunt is that you get to you get you get to make mistakes like that, and you get to it's way more forgiving. You know, yep. and that's when you're, the, the kids get to learn how to become good outdoorsmen. You, you don't just start saying, okay, you know the morals of the woods. You just, you learn it from you. You having that talk with her uh, and Amanda making <laughs> her, her cry yeah, a little Amanda, bit, Yeah, but. Amanda made her cry later on that evening. We were, got, we were, we were skinning it down and she walked into the barn and she said, oh my gosh. And, uh, and uh, Addison started crying. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm glad I'm, the, I'm not the one that made her cry this time. But I did take a picture of her. I did take a picture of her with this the deer, and she's got a pretty sour look on her face. <laughs> but, again, it's a teaching moment. Well, at first she was smiling. You know. I said, I go, how about we don't smile about this? <laughs> and she said, she goes, stop. And I took the picture right then, so. <laughs> like we said, they they all look the same when they're skinned out, and that's gonna be a, yeah. a tasty little tasty little tenderloin in there. Like yeah, veal. we ate we ate it the next day. Yeah. We ate some of it the next day, and it was uh, it was damn good. Yeah, shooting veal's okay. Yeah, much the same right. thing. Exactly. You can you can kill a baby cow that hasn't even ever stood <laughs> up ever, but it's not okay to shoot a fawn. I mean, I get it. I I second that it's not okay to shoot a fawn, but I don't know why morally. <laughs> right, people eat veal. <laughs> Right. Uh, my taste buds say it's okay. It's one of those okay. things that you you decide about. You just, you make the, that, that that decision. It's the movie, Bambi. but I mean it was yeah. <laughs> Aubrey kept calling it Bambi. She kept saying, uh, "Yeah, Addie shot Bambi." She <laughs> said, "I named my deer Lucky, and I named Addie's deer Bambi." I said, "Well, what? Why does your deer have that name?" And she said, "Well, because I shot it." I said, "Oh, it's it, so its name is Lucky because you killed it." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah." I said, "That's an interesting concept." <laughs> So, that works. Uh, yeah, so, but it was successful. It was a really good youth hunt weekend and reminded me about why I love the youth hunt so much and how important it is to get these kids out in the woods and something that I'll do until my kids are too old to do it. And then hopefully after that, I'll find somebody else who has kids who want to go hunting and take them because I think it's, uh, it's a good time to get them in the woods. The pressure's off. You're not able to hunt, so... You're not cutting into your own time at all anyways and plus if you can get get them a deer you know now now the pressure's off for you to get them a deer and you can focus on getting yourself something throughout the season and not feel guilty when you're out there by yourself and um i yep. think it's just a good it's a good weekend i'd be pretty upset if they ever got rid of the youth hunt weekend and um like you were saying we've talked before nico you've talked about some of the rules you that you'd like to see change but yeah, but getting rid of the youth hunt is definitely not one of them. I'd like to see it altered a little bit. Um, I don't love that kids can hunt from the age of five until they're 16. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, at the same token, 
little kid that I know who started hunting when he was about seven and killing bucks and he's definitely not a new deer hunter by any means at this point he's 15 but his grandpa who's wheelchair bound from falling out of a tree stand is a big time hunter doesn't get to hunt with him you know during the regular season because it's hard to get his golf cart out there during gun season right. you know but they got to go out and put a little blind around their golf cart and he shot a really nice eight point you know 100 inch whitetail with his grandpa next to him for the first time he could die any day you know he's at that age yeah. so yep. um, the youth if it wasn't for the youth hunt they wouldn't be able to do that kind of stuff so it's got it's got more perks than cons i don't care what anybody says it's it's a great thing yep. and uh i mean i barely i don't think i ever shot a deer in the youth hunt i went out once or twice you know when it was going on but i uh i'm all about it take the kids out i don't care what anybody says you're, it's good for them and creating, especially with what we do you're creating a, a generation of hunters too i mean yeah. you're teaching these kids how to hunt how to manage deer how to ethically harvest a deer and, and especially in kill Eddie's kill. kill situation kill. killed it killed it harvest, ethically kill harvest a deer corn and corn you kill deer and <laughs> in turn in turn you are creating a better a better herd and a better uh conservation well, yeah, and I think and I think even if your kids, you, you know, grow up, they're going to hunt throughout their childhood, and then they might stray away from it for a little while. But hopefully, you know, they'll remember that when they get a little older and go back to it and pick up a gun again and or a bow and get out there in the woods. And and, and yeah. we didn't we didn't talk about this pre pre uh, pre zig fuck up, but <laughs> I just it just kind of popped in my head, so I'm actually kind of glad we're doing it. What you're doing too is okay. Let's say let's say Addie and let's see even Austin. He grows up, goes to college, gets a job, doesn't want to hunt anymore. But because he's been exposed to it throughout his whole childhood, they've went down there, killed deer. Maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't want to hunt. But when he when he goes to vote, when he turns 18 and he sees maybe a bill on the ballot saying something that improves conservation or something like that, he'll be amped to check that box. I mean, that's definitely one-sided political view almost, not benefiting me, but you're you're helping them helping us as hunters the population of hunters even if they don't go out there and buy tags all the time right yeah you're still locking down that yes vote that we desperately yeah. need absolutely locking down a yes vote yeah no i agree 100 percent. yeah it's, it's definitely all around it's a good thing and i mean you know that's that's the big thing that we're doing here with times up we think it's you know we all agree it's so important to get new hunters out there and keep people interested in this in this thing we're doing and um, we're hoping that we can make an impact on it, and I think it's important for us to kind of try to commit to, you know, getting at least one new outdoorsman in the woods, even if it's not a kid, even if it's an adult. You know, we got Gary last year on board. He's a monster hunter now. He's freaking scouting public land all by himself, going and ca taking kayaks out to Dickinson Island and all these other places. Right now he's up north, northern Michigan, looking at some, some public land. And, I mean, last year was his first time ever picking up a gun and going in the woods. Um, uh, we got a dispatcher from Detroit Fire Department who really wants to, Sean Doerr. I think I'm going to try to get him in the woods this year. Uh, QDMA, Michigan QDMA and the BHA, they're teaming up. They got a mentor program thing going on. I think it's October 7th. I'm going to try to make it out there. It's at Waterloo. I want to try to get out there. I'd like to get us involved in that. And I think it's important yeah. for us to get involved with these groups and keep it helps you keep tabs on what's going on in the hunting world because, I mean, just being out there this weekend with the kids and having such a good weekend and, and, and what, you know, the experiences that we had, it just, it makes me scared and also more aware of what what might our future look like as uh, as hunters if we don't stay involved and stay active and try to 
you know, keep it going so that it's it's good for our kids when they get older. And yeah, we got to make sure we get as many of these kids as we can out there because, and we've said it before, every every new kid that we get out there, three or four of these old timers that have been hunting their whole lives are dying. You know, and that's just a real the real reality of the whole thing is there's less kids getting involved, so we got to slow the bleeding down on these dropping numbers. Right pump as many kids into the outdoors as we can because right now it's a bunch of old white dudes that yeah, hunt like Kyle we gotta Green do our best says. to fix that and keep it going yeah it's Kyle yep. Green special right well there, and that's so. that's too you know it's just it's you know it's like it's such a good experience for them it teaches them so many life lessons and um <coughs> responsibility and I mean it's just like sports it's like getting the kids into sports and, and, and all yep. all of the stuff that sports teaches them but they don't even realize they're learning you know they think they're going out there learning how to throw a football but they're learning how to how to navigate life and, and exactly you know, become an adult yeah. become a man or a woman and i think hunting really really does build that kind of character with kids i mean you're making you make a decisions on your own that could be altering yeah, to you're taking a life something taking to your life, life. and you're and you're yep. putting food in your freezer that you know mom and dad go to the grocery store and buy all the food well you know, processed our own. We got two deer in the fridge that cost us eight dollars and fifty cents. We got, you know, I don't know how many pounds of meats in my freezer right now, but it'll last us a long time. It cost us eight bucks. You can't get that much meat for eight bucks at the supermarket. And the, and the kids are super proud of that. They they make they make mention of that a lot over the weekend and and how proud they are to put it in the in the freezer. And they they can't wait to eat it. And it's super cool. Yeah, and like we said, you know, the, I think the biggest, the biggest wine that a lot of these people are going to give to the youth hunt is they get mad when somebody shoots a big buck, you know, and they, they see a seven-year-old standing next to a big deer, and you can get mad about that all the while. That's not the youth's fault. That's it's nobody's fault. But if I choose to take a kid out for his first deer or her first deer, I'm not going to put that kid no. out where I know the big buck is patterned. It's not going to be a hundred thirty-eight whitetail. <laughs> I'm putting you over the does. Yeah. You know, I know where the does the doe herd is. Yeah. So that's a you know, parental decision and it doesn't affect anybody but right. them stop acting like because somebody shoots a big buck in jackson county on their farm that it affects you in northern yeah, michigan it doesn't get over yourself and, and, and it, it doesn't e i mean it shouldn't affect you in jackson county because it's the same it's hunting somebody else could have shot that buck during bow season you might not have had opportunity exactly. at it and then then what the acting like you own the deer the, the, the kid the guy, dads are having their kids go out there and for the youth hunt they're killing the buck and telling their kid to tell everybody that they shot it I don't know, I know for a fact that if I went out with my kids, with especially the girls, and shot a buck, there's no way in hell that those girls would ever be able to keep their mouths shut about that. So I really right. don't think that that kind of stuff happens as often as really, people say, you see it online no. a lot, little comments, and uh, I, I, well, think I think people think it happens a lot more than it really does. Yeah. I think a lot of these kids... I think a lot of the people think that kids aren't capable of pulling right. the trigger, and especially with the little phone scopes that you got and stuff like that now. And a lot yeah. of kids, a lot of these kids, man, you grow up on a farm. You should, I was more than capable of killing a deer at seven years old. Oh, I know a lot. Of, I know kids that have been killing deer since yep. they were seven by themselves. Right. I'm a, I was ten years old in the tree by myself when I shot my first deer with a bow. So, right. you know, if you grow up around this kind of stuff and you've been shooting since you could hold a shotgun or a BB gun, shit, shooting one of these four fifties is nothing. nothing. Yeah, man. right. Kids, exactly. Kids rip through rounds now. So. Yeah. Yeah, don't. So let's not act like a seven, six-year-old. Even these five-year-olds can't pull a crossbow. I mean, come on, it's nothing to pull the trigger. You just got to aim the scope. Now, you got all these bipods and tripods and stuff that you can set up to where the 
you literally just have to put the scope on it. You don't even right. have to hold it. Yep. You know, and I don't personally really agree with that. I think if you can't hold your weapon, you probably shouldn't be out there hunting yet. But again, that's a parental choice. And if you think yeah. that is yeah. go go for the kid, then hell, go yeah. for it. Shoot yeah, we it let. Here. That's how Addie shot hers last year. This year, she she shot it on her own. Um, and yeah. and I and like in Carter, and me were talking too. Um, and it kind of like resonated with me this year, especially because because what happened with Addie. He, his son, Ruger, is fully capable of shooting um, the, through the scope without him looking through the, you know, the phone scope. Um, but he didn't know if he could, if his son would have, you know, the scruples to be able to, to pull the trigger on the right deer if had there been multiple deer in a group, um, which I learned right. the hard way with Addison. She obviously wasn't able to do that. She shot the wrong one. Um, so having that phone scope, with with Aubrey was nice, I uh, you know, and it was nice because we had I had her shoot with and without that phone scope at a target over the summer, and she was fully capable of doing it either way. But I do think it's until they're old enough to to really make that decision or know what you know. Well, so you kind of avoid what happened with Addison um, if you if you have yeah. it because I can see what they're looking at. And it was nice for me to be able to say sure. okay. You're you're on. You can pull the trigger now. You got it in the right spot. You know. Yep. So. Yeah, it's a it's a great tool and it helps get these younger kids out yeah, there. Yeah, and now Ad, Ad, Aubrey's yeah. hooked, man. She's just she keeps talking. I can't wait to do it again. And this is something too that I don't think it's talked about a lot. Kids are, kids are real impressionable, especially the younger they are, the more of a sponge they are. Oh yeah. So if, you know, Addie goes and tells her friends that I shot a deer and it was the most fun thing ever. Blah 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 she might be able to turn one or two friends to go to their dad and be like, I want to yeah. do that. And whether or not their dad hunts or not, like kind of like, you know, Dugan, who I got his first couple of deer, his parents don't hunt, but somebody turned him on right. to it, you know, and it could have been somebody like Austin who had been doing it a little well, bit. Well, it's the same thing you know? with Austin. He, he, his parents don't hunt. And when I, when I was uh, first dating Amanda, when I first met them, Amanda told Austin that I, I was hunting and he was like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. Somebody, somebody he knows, one of his cousins or something did it, and you know it just it passes on. But like you said, you know one of his now his buddy from school. He's mentioned that his buddy from school might want to go out and hunt. I said we'll take him hunting. Yeah, I mean that's those kids want to be anything that looks kind of cool to them. They want to try it, whatever it is, you know. Right. And if that if for some reason that can perk their interest because their friend does it and they like their friend, well then, boom, you just got another kid to look into it, or at least maybe not look at it. As such a bad thing when yeah, the time right. comes to vote when they're older. Exactly. So it's a good thing all the way around. The youth hunt's important. Yeah, super important. I'll never be against awesome. it. Awesome. I, I had a great weekend. It was freaking awesome. And I uh, can't wait for next year's youth hunt. Yeah, that was way better than our But uh, getting better. off the youth hunt subject a little bit and try to wrap this up since we've wrapped it up twice already. <laughs> one, <laughs> one kind of big announcement. We, uh, we're not really going to make an announcement. We're just going to make a little announcement that we got some big stuff coming down the pipeline and uh, a lot of hard work going into this. And things are going to change a little bit with Time's Up. And we got to thank the Greenway Outdoors guys for the walls that they've been busting down for us and uh, the, all the help that they've done and uh, continue to do for Time's Up. And um, yeah, so so keep your eyes peeled on what's going to be going on in the future. You might not see a whole lot of our content right off the bat. We're not hiding it. We're, we didn't stop filming. We didn't stop recording it. We, we're still doing it. We're just going to have to hold on to it a little bit and 
um, we're growing. We're, Times of Outdoors is growing in, uh, for the... Extremely fast, way faster yeah, than, than I thought. <laughs> we're almost ready so for it. So hopefully yeah. this works out, this stuff works out. We got some work we got to put in and things just got r real more serious for us. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a good thing. And like I said, thanks to Kyle Green and the, the other guys at Greenway. Those guys have been freaking awesome since day one. Um, for sure. And then another important subject, Big buck contest. Uh, big buck competition. Yeah. Big buck contest. Yeah, two weeks sign up. So two as weeks. we as we were saying, we've got we've got a shitload of prizes to give away. Tell so them the big one. Tell them the big $25, one. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars gets you obviously a chance at half that money that's going into this. But even if you're hunting a two acre piece and you, you, all you're going to shoot is does and whatever, that twenty five dollars puts you in a drawing for. Probably what do we what do we say twenty five hundred dollars plus yeah worth of prizes that we're going to be giving away throughout the season. We got set. one of the big yeah. ones. We what our biggest prize is uh, Bruce McMurtry, uh, firefighter. You get Bruce for a night. <laughs> hooked us he is up. Fine as he hooked us up. He hooked us up with uh, with uh, poor man's black rifle, and they donated a complete upper four fifty Bushmaster. Um, That'll go on an AR platform, and that's, that's that about four hundred and fifty dollars. It's got a got a custom muzzle brake, bolt, everything. It comes with everything. That's awesome. I believe sexy. it even comes with some magazines. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but that is. Uh, I mean, that's the deer rifle I use. That's what Bruce uses. That's what Mike Hale, the Missouri assassin, uses. A lot of guys are going to that AR. So platform. it's the upper. So they. Um, so it's like the, the bulk of the. All you're gonna do, all you're gonna do is if you have an AR at home. Any AR, any 5.56 AR, you just take the, the upper off of that AR, that 5.56 upper, and slap on that 450 and throw it So let's say you don't have an uh, AR at home. You So what would you have to... So you're getting oh, this. You're going to go buy one now. <laughs> all you'd have to do with that AR is buy a lower. Okay, and the lower... So well, you're basically is a, getting... Is a, is your, that's your trigger assembly. That's your... Everything that's your buffer right. spring and your and your two, everything that your magazine well, all that stuff. That's what you are going to actually have to register as a right. firearm. Yeah. The upper is not a firearm. The upper is considered an accessory. Right. Cool. That's more money in the upper than the lower. Yeah. It, but yeah, like like yeah, definitely more money. So you're the getting the bulk of a of a gun build out of the way with that prize there. You're getting oh, you're oh, getting ninety percent of a four fifty AR. Right. For yeah. which is. For $25. Which is a gun that, I mean, it's fairly popular if no one, if you don't know what that is at this point, a lot of Michigan deer hunters that hunt below the rifle line, you can use this because um, it's a straight wall cartridge, correct? And yeah. it'll accurately take down a deer, they say, at 300 yards. Um, I killed. I've yeah. taken deer. I've taken deer. Uh, we do a, a call every year at a location. Place. Um, and they want a bunch of doe antlerless deer taken out. I've taken deer on this on this piece of property at 300 yards plus. Yeah. I took my nine point last year at 242 yards, and uh, and yep. you know it's a it's a good gun to have out in the deer woods um, here in Michigan. So we got <laughs> it's got to be the second that? most popular gun in the woods right now. It's probably the second most popular Michigan deer yeah, gun right now. It has sure. to be behind the Between old school that, 12 gauge. Behind that, the 12 gauge and a 308. Um, yeah. So that we got gun. that we got scent lock gear we got easy cut gear we got um, the hunting public sent us some of their swag we got some 
huge easy cut yeah. gear too, man. That easy cut gear is that's that's five hundred dollars worth of easy yeah. cut stuff we're giving away. Mark Kenyon supposedly sending us some uh, some some Yeti mugs with his logo on there, but we haven't gotten them yet, so we're we're waiting on that. Come on, Mark. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming. You, like I said, you don't gotta you don't even gotta kill a buck to 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 win these prizes. The only thing you have to kill a buck for is to be entered to win the grand prize, and, and obviously the biggest one is going to win it. But other than that, these other prizes are going to just be drawings for for anybody who's entered into the yep. into the contest, and uh, it'll go yep. all through the de all through deer season. <coughs> um, we got some cool prizes, man, and probably more to come. You know, as we go through the season, I'm sure we'll, we might get other stuff donated. So you never know; things might get thrown our way and. Uh, it's a pretty cool, not only that, but you're donating to the Detroit Firemen's Benevolent Fund, which they do, um, they take care of uh, guys who've been severely injured, like career-ending injuries uh, on the job. They take care of them financially, and they help take care of the families and wives and kids of uh, guys who die in the line of duty. Um, they have funeral rig that makes a how you know it goes to firemen's funerals and makes it a little bit more special for their families they got all kinds of different community outreach programs that they do i think they support a hockey team a youth hockey team down in southwest detroit um the fund does a lot to give back and and they take care of us and it's something that we all pay into every paycheck um I, pretty much every fireman right. on the job minus a few throws uh i think it's 25 bucks a month or maybe a pay comes out of our checks every every paycheck, and I don't remember what it is. You just kind of sign up for it when you get hired on, and forget about it. Um, and then that goes towards towards the fund. So yeah, so part of the proceeds are going to go to that. So you're you're donating to a good cause. You got a chance to win a huge prize, cash prize. Shit. Um, right now it's at 500 bucks, around 500. So uh, that's your mount right there. If you win, you shoot a big old buck, and you're not paying for a mount anymore because. You, you got that grand prize money. Uh, Steve, donate. Yeah, yeah, Steve, and then a giveaway too. We got another taxidermist. Steve Zannon is uh, from uh, um, Scales and Tales Taxidermy is giving away 10% off amount too, which is a pretty yeah, good chunk so of money. Yeah, there you go. So you're not only much, having so. the money to pay for it, but he's also giving away 10% off of, of amount. So, um, so yeah, that's that. Just sign up. It's really easy. The link's in our bio on uh, Instagram. We, we'll post some more on our Facebook page. Um, you can shoot us a message, we'll website, give you the too. link. Um, it's easy, click on the link, you go, there's a donate button, it takes you right to PayPal, and you sign up. Um, we'll send you a sticker, you put your address in there, we'll give you a little commemorative, commemorative sticker. Um, you can slap on your yes. bow case or your fridge or your lunchbox or whatever, your wife's face, your baby's face, or I don't titties. care where you put it. Well, no, don't slap it on your yeah, wife's face. Yeah, slap it on, it on her, her titties, gently. though. Slap it on her ass. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta click the donate button. That, that that's what throws yeah, people off. Donate is where you pay. Click, yeah, click donate. The donate button. It's okay. it's the way we set it up on our website, the PayPal thing, it, it gave us a donate button. We're not too savvy with with the internet website crap, so. And that's being all revamped here soon yeah, with our with our restructuring. Yeah, with the restructuring so. at Times of Outdoors. We got a couple new cameras in the works. We just bought some badass new cameras, so. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be pumping out some logo cool content works. here, and deer season's coming up. And um, one thing, next two weeks on September 30th will be our next podcast. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna. That is our one year anniversary yeah. of being together as, as a as a official 
Time's up. Yeah, we're going to try to do a live podcast. We're definitely doing a podcast from Deer Camp, but we're going to try to do a live. So we'll see. We'll, we'll keep everybody posted on that if we can figure that all out. Like I said, we're new. We're learning. Hang with us. Things are getting real good. Um, that's it, man. You guys got anything else to say? No way, man. Can't wait till uh, postseason gets here. Shoot a couple geese in the it's meantime. Almost here. It's almost here. I'm uh, I'm I'm super oh. discouraged about this What's that? Missouri trip, and uh, but we're gonna go back, get after it in November. We I got think. Uh, then, Deer uh, Hunter podcast. Kevin Vissizen just asked us if we wanted to jump on for a five minute conversation uh, this week for sure. plugging the bu- big buck contest. So hopefully that gives us some some more uh, contestants. So that'll be cool. Sign up. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, I guess they shot. They gave us a shout stuff. out on East Coast Bowhunter too. Check check them guys out. They got a pretty cool podcast. Somebody yeah. sent us a message yesterday saying they were talking about us. I haven't had a chance to listen to the episode yet. Cool. Uh, yeah, cool, man. Uh, all right, that's it. All right. All right oh, hey, hopefully Later. this recorded. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Bye, GoPro. All right, dumbass. So. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> See you. Bye. <laughs>